welcome to another episode of Queer State of Mind. We are doing a very special episode today. This is a brand new clip show. Um, so we will be playing lots of our favorite clips over the last uh, seven months. So I hope you enjoy this. You'll hear some of our thrills and shade and everything else going on. So stay tuned and listen in. And also we're going to play some music too, including the new Beyonce. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Hello and welcome to Queer State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn, not live. Um, we're going to start off with a track um, by Addison Ray called Obsessed. You're listening to Queer State of Mind. You turned our song down, baby, what for? You had lit candles on the dashboard. Red roses growing out of the door. said be Yes, that was Addison Ray with Obsessed. And now we'll move into our first clip. Come on back, honey. We got to get back to these topics over here. I forgot what we're here talking. We're just talking up a storm. Y'all, look, I'm glad to have these wonderful people here for the messy hour. So we're going to keep going and talk about uh, Menil 
I don't know. He's a rapper or something, somebody. Chris, can you tell her what he does? Mano. Mano, is that his name? He's from Love and Hip Hop. Oh, that's what he does. Oh, that's, okay. that's, that's a perfect. Can we talk about him on this show? I mean, it's the messy hours. <laughs> right. So, well, anyway, he oh, yeah. says he likes to role play as a runaway slave with white women. And this is the thing. Let me say this right here. And part of the reason why, like I said, we've we'll, we'll discussed a lot of time, like whenever like a white guy hits on me, I'm like really, like my sensitivity is really heightened because I don't know what your intentions are, like what the purest form, because when people come and start to talk to you about things that they think are black things, <laughs> it's really weird. And I just started to talk about the whitest shit. Like, I love yeah, Seinfeld too. Like, I didn't talk about the whitest shit. I've never got into a fight with that, that boy at the bar. Um, that white boy who was who was talking about he was a dancer and then Right. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. Oh. Yeah, I remember that. That oh, that's what the one the guy that told me to uh to click back to my hut. Oh yes. Wait, what? Stop. Oh you yeah. You never told me this. Stop. Girl, it was, it was I've lived. Oh, no. That's why yeah. You know, I'm also not surprised. Oh, no. I mean we're talking about something. I said, No, this is not what happened. I said, we're talking about African culture because he's from Brazil, Brazil white white Brazil, blah, blah blah. He said, Well, why don't you click back to your hut? Wait, where was this at? Like, but see, I've, this was an like XCS. Um, oh, okay, when I was, yeah. <laughs> but I was surprised. like, I'm very calm. I'm just like, okay. And I just, he leaned back and I let him. And I laid into him. I'm I like, know. I was, going I was just like, okay, okay, okay. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing today. That was. I mean, I I think all of us have. Well, I can't make an assumption, but all of us have probably had a uh, racist comment at a gay bar because I definitely. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. All but the time. When I think about the story that you just shared, just so everyone knows what we're saying, just listen to some of the shit he said. "Quote: I like to play like a disobedient slave with a white woman. It's two of them. It's like me getting whooped, right?" Most of them don't want to play like that. They say this nigga's nuts. It's like, listen, you're going to act like your master's wife. And I got whooped by master for eyeballing you. But the whole time you've been really, you know, you liked it. You've been eyeballing me. It's some freaky shit that I'm going to come out all sweaty, just finish getting whooped. And then you're going to say, no, Billy Joe, no, no, Billy Joe, no. Master's going to like it. He's not going to like it. And I'll say, you know, you want it, lady. Marquise, I hate this reading so much. Because people need to understand how sick, how deprived, depraved this is. Let's go get that nigga right now and get a real whip. (laughs) Okay. And we're going to show him how it feels. Okay. The way he won't be daydreaming about this whole. And romanticizing. Right. Slavery. Disgusting. And getting whipped. I have never. I have never. First of all, as a black man. How many of us have been killed for even for some woman saying he looked at me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. How many people have been lynched? Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, why would you even? But some. This is people it, who are uneducated. It's the most ignorant. Yeah. I just don't understand. I, I don't heard. understand like that whole thing. Like I said, the thing that pisses me off is just people like that that participate in that because I'm like, let me just go here. Fine. That's your fetish. Right. That's your fantasy. The reason why it's an issue is because you're dealing with people who cannot separate a, fet- a fantasy from reality. Because mm-hmm. what happens is they will do that to you and they will see me or see somebody be like, oh, yes. And they will run over there and say the same thing. And they want to get cussed thing. out. Right. They're like, oh, my God. But, you know, my friend over there said it right. was fine. Right. And that's them because right. they don't think of you as an individual. They mm-hmm. think of you as somebody who is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like because your friend likes ABCDEFG, yes. you know. 
I I remember somebody somebody told me, oh oh god, you know you you know you're not that you're not black you're not black like that me like too. some white person. I'm just like, like bitch, I, like, I will cuss you I like, out. Bitch, the- I'm black. It's just because I'm not over here. Listening to like a uh, uh, gangster rap does not mean that I'm not black. Like don't hate have, on it either. We have yeah, different exactly. things. It's just I don't hate on it either. Different for different folks, but it's just like they wanted this. They want this thing that they think is black in that sense, and especially me being a darker skinned man. Oh my gosh, that's that whole, whole, yes. whole, and, it's a whole other level. thing. It's and a whole other me thing. Let me let, let me throw it is, it is whole, let me throw one more layer on top of that. Me even being fetishized by black people because I'm African. That's another one, too. Make it play. So there is like, I'm getting it from each way and not in the fun way, you know, in that sense. <laughs> you know, but. And <laughs> as a woman alone. <laughs> I have to pass the time. Right, right. But. It's just like, well, damn. And then when you demand for people to treat you like a person, they get mad. Like, no, I'm a person. I just want to get to know you as a person. Like, Literally. I'm a, I'm a person. I have interest. Like, you know, like, yeah. the, and it will be like they will say something to me to be like, oh, you have, you're, oh, you're a hot black guy. So, well, why do you have my race, race in it? Well, how, it's a compliment. How am I supposed to say it to you? You're Thank a hot you. man. But what, I That's mean, it. You just say that. Like, you're hot. You don't period. have to qualify my race. But like, I have to. I really think this guy sounds sick. Oh, <laughs> like I, I get, this, yeah. this is not even a like he didn't live like I don't I, I we know that is the most devastating experience in life mm-hmm. what happened for 300 years in this country yeah and globally it's you know obviously where in his world did this become attractive like it's a, it's a it's truly an illness that is in our community and it, this is to the extreme part of it because obviously others are not at least from what we know, what we see, whoever we know, are not being like, well, let me... I mean, and some of their racial tropes in his own comments. Right. So I want to actually ask Chris this question because I, I know you cover some of the love and hip-hop stuff. Like, is he... Unfortunate. <laughs> Look, you do a fantastic job. So yeah. don't is this, even... Is this, what he, is this his thing? No way. There's a lot, I forgot what he looks like. A, so is this something that he you, you've seen, like, uh, inklings off? Um, from what show. I remember, like that's the guy that I'm not sure if that's him or not, but um, I just know he's a buffoon. That's let me see. What's yeah, it? that's him right there. Yeah. Potato he doesn't look remil- uh, familiar at all. Like I don't even. What has he? Yeah, done? I think he was on. Yeah, he was definitely on Loving Hip Hop. He looks like this other guy, but um, yeah, he's just a buffoon. I'm not really familiar with him like that. Okay. But yeah, I'm not sure what would make him feel comfortable to even I feel like disclose I've seen him around in front of a bunch of black women yeah, too. That's because you brought up a good point. You like what you like. Okay, fine. Why we got to hear about it? Like, yeah. you could have left that alone. Nobody even asked. I, I yeah, watched the clip. Random. Nobody asked you that. You could have kept that. Because yeah. no one, I mean, some people can't control what they like sexually. Okay, fine. But you have to broadcast that knowing how problematic it is. In right. front of, and on right. like a black, in front of black women. And he's proud. Mm, yeah, mm, mm, mm. that is where I can, and that's where, like, for me, that's where I would tell people that's where my issue comes in for a lot of things that happen with some when the white people try to hit on me. And I remember, like I said, I was talking to somebody one time, and I was just like, "They're like, well, you're gonna have the same problems, like, you know, if you're dating somebody of your own race." I said, "No, I'm gonna have regular relationship problems. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not starting from you're black, I'm white, or blah blah." I say, literally, I say, it literally, it goes like this. If I was dating a white person, I have to explain to them why is this? It's hard for me because yeah. I'm black. Yeah. 
If I'm dating a black person, I don't have to explain that. I can start from here in that sense. If I'm one more layer, if I'm dating a West African person, yeah. then I actually have another layer. I don't have to fucking explain. Literally. I like so that's why it's just like oh, I don't have to explain this to this person. But I'm not going out of my way to date a white person who understands me and like passing everybody, but just be like I must find that woke. 35-year-old black Cameroonian man that lives in a white man's body. Yeah, I It know. has to I happen. Just, you know, it's an obstacle. And it's just like, and then to hear people like this who like are playing like the race and all of that, and even the white women are telling you you're crazy, then that's how you know you're crazy, nigga. The white women are just like, um, <laughs> thank you. I'm actually on some dick, They're but like, you're doing too much. Right, she's like, I'm uncomfortable with that. <laughs> this, um, this black, um, they're now trans, but this black person who sings, who was on Broadway told me that one time, um, they met this guy, this white man, on an app, and they hooked up. And while they were fucking, the person was like, "Take this white dick, you nigger," and <gasps> said all this stuff to the person while they were fucking, while he was fucking him. Yeah. And I said, and I said, "What happened?" He said, "I was stunned, like I could not believe it was happening." And then when we, and I was like, "We gotta stop," and then. We got to stop. We stopped. And then the person like left, like he left. Um, and then, then the next time, like maybe not even a month later, he was doing a show. And that person was a producer for the show. Oh, wow. Oh my God. What app did he meet? Did like they meet them all? Grindr or like. The song would have been Rinder. like yeah, a yeah, slap, yeah. a punch. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I just was like. That is it, honey. They're, they're in all, all of them but, are on. in the area, honey. But I will tell you this: I got in trouble one time. <laughs> one time, <laughs> really? So, <laughs> I was, hold up. so I remember. So I have, I have a, a, a friend. Like we still keep in contact from some time to time, and um, he is from the south. But he lives here in New York. He's lived here for a very long time, and he has a white boyfriend. He's had this boyfriend. I mean, this was like. 2008, 2009, around in there. So it's been a while. So he has his white boyfriend, and I remember we were at a summer festival singing together, and the white boyfriend was there. And I guess the white boyfriend felt real comfortable because, you know, he's around all these black people. And he was just like, we were at a, um, a function at like, it was like, you know, like one of those parties, like a pre-opening night party. Yes, blah, yes, blah, blah, yes. Blah. Uh, yes, I and know. And so we were like well. at this place, and then the guy was like, yeah, I mean, I love it when I'm like, Oh fuck me, nigga! Fuck me! And I was like, Whoa. "What?" And my wine just like my wine just went flying out of my hand at this person's face, Good. and Good. I just was like, "What?" Good. And people were like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Good. And he was and and the boy I can't I was about to say his name that quack and he was like, "Yeah," <laughs> and I was like, it. "Um," I said, "Are you fucking serious? You let him use that language?" Literally. And he was like, "Well, I mean," I said. I'm gonna call your fucking mom in North Carolina. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <beat your ass. laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm gonna call your, gonna mom. Call your mom. But then we always, but this this thing. I'm from the south, and I don't know what it is to be from the north and have this different thing where there are lots. Of, <laughs> Track us, Chris, Chris from Louisiana. From New Orleans. Listen, no, 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 no. But I don't know what it's like to be. I've been around Midwest. white people in a different way and all this stuff. I'm from the south. I do know growing up that. You know, it was a status symbol that when you someone can. like dated a white person or when they married a white person, it's like they arrived, <laughs> they had they were they wanted something better for themselves, kind of a thing. So then you like you and I had this conversation. Mm-hmm. You can run around here and paint the picture of I want to be with this ten plus 
of a black person, but run around with a three four of a white yeah. person <gasps> or a six. Oh. And I got like, in, he's I got coming it. for straight black men again. Like, and it's like, are you serious? I got That's in trouble for that. Again. I actually got in trouble for that because I had a whole panel and I invited a few people, and some people did not appreciate that. That oh I gosh, said I that. I was, I was like, true. I was like, but it's true. I said because. Oh, I remember I, that. I said, and let yeah. me tell you why that is because deep, people don't. You got to think deep. I was like that late white man, that not so good looking older white man, no shade to older white man, just saying that particular person will look at a white boy with a great body, beautiful face, look at a black boy with a great body, beautiful face, a black boy could be prettier. He will look at that white boy and go like, that is above my league. Yeah, like more cherished, more... The black man I can get. He would do to say the grossest thing to the black man, but he would never do it to the white man because he would think it's above his league. Even if the black man's Hotter than a white man, he'd be like, "Well, and it's systemic like racism." I think he's yeah, very bland to me. It is, to me. It it is, is. It is so. But you know deep. what? Like I said, do what you do. Yeah. Just keep it over there. I would tell people, I said, "Look, <laughs> just keep it over there." Like okay. that. I would tell people like, when the, when people start acting crazy, I'm like the chicken. I cross the road. Same. Same. Especially, especially when they Same. say to you, "I know you don't like me." Because it's like I'm, refer- I'm referring to. Um, <laughs> oh, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Duran, you, you stay Hold back on your coast. Listen, I'm gonna say okay. So speaking of these issues, uh-uh. so Duran, um, Grandma, why don't you just say their names. <laughs> so I or, like, or keep it off the playground. Okay, listen. So I just, I just have a Chris is like because I know we're we're gonna start. You know, in a few minutes, we're probably gonna catch up with me. But I have a couple of comments because I listened to last week's episode. Oh, Jesus Christ! And I am very concerned by some things that happened. Um, because. <laughs> I'm so glad that I was not here because I understand it was a very emotional time for people and there was all this talk about evolving Music and things break. like that. <laughs> but, you know, it started out really weird to me because when they start, when Micah started talking about how, like, his birthday is around Black Gay Pride and blah, blah, blah. And we all know, because we've had this conversation on this Girl. on here before, like, why would, that would not even be a thing, really. That you'll be wanting to go to because you find Girl. your solace we'll in We'll be right back after these something messages. Something else. <laughs> right. And I listen, I feel, but I also did not like how he came for your other friend. But I will say this to people talking about not being there for people, let's get one thing straight. Your host, Sadu Carmo's father, passed away last year. In October. The funeral was in November. There was ample time, at least three weeks. Not one of his friends, except for Rebecca and I, showed up for him. He shouldn't have had to ask anyone. He shouldn't have had to, ex- to make excuses for, or maybe they, you know, they're just not there yet, their emotions... It doesn't matter. We're grownups. We're grown. We're 40 plus, 35 and older. Our parents are of certain ages where family members start to pass. If you don't know how to show up with your friend in that way, then you need to figure something out. This is not okay. I was so heartbroken. And I don't want to cry because this is not Damn it. But but it bothered me so much that I showed up to to be there for my friend. And his friends, who have been friends longer than he and I have been, they're closer, were not there for him. I could not believe that. 
So when we talk about someone not showing up for a failed campaign or all these things that when you're not there for your best friend who is only showing you kindness, who is only and always taking up for you for everything you've done and all those things and been there for you, and then you can't do the most, the most humane thing to be there for your friend who has lost a parent. These things are trivial. That is like, I just could not believe in hearing that. My takeaway was like the audacity. And listen, Micah, you and I, I'm sure you'll listen to this. You and I have our own differences, but this doesn't only go to you. It's all of his friends. Because Sadie and I have known each other like we met each other in early 2000s at the Met Bookstore. 2007. We didn't, we, yes. And then, but we didn't become great friends until like the past maybe three years. Three, four years, yeah. And, and I was, and I had, because number one, I was in a relationship for seven years. Relationships, you know, I had a relationship where I was always with my partner. Oh, and I would go and go do things with Sadie and them, but I also had to go home. I wasn't, I couldn't live a single life mm-hmm. because I wasn't single. Yeah. But I also missed my friend, Sadie, who I always thought, was my friend because I'm a friend who was like a friend. Yeah, she hardcore. So, so, <laughs> and and for the longest time, I definitely felt that the the friendship was not being reciprocated on the other side. And I had to have, a, and I had to talk with Sadu about it. She did. I had to talk with my my partner. I cried a many a times. I always felt left out. Like there was always something going on. I was not invited. You know, like and I and I was just like, well, what am I doing? Like I. I'm really tr- like I like this is somebody who I really love and I want to and I'm here to support them and all this stuff like that. I'm like a great friend and it took a while for him to get that. But then, but listen, it happened. As soon as he said it, sometimes when you are in a relationship, because I was in a long term one that length as well, they do write you know, your friends will not not write you off a bit, but they know that <laughs> you're home on Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're on Friday night at six o'clock. You're home on Saturday, Sunday. That didn't change significantly for me. I did keep things up because I needed my space, but I get that. I think right. at times friends do allocate you in a certain spot because you're in a long-term relationship. Right. And, but- and that's understandable and also makes sense. And when we think about uh, decisions that are made, uh, sometimes people make decisions in spaces that they're not 100% mm-hmm. in their, their best space to make the decision that they would like to make if they were 100% in their own full power, their own wellness, and their own uh, recovery from pain that they've had. So I'm not uh, completely aware of uh, whatever certain things that have been mentioned. But what I will say is that our dear friend has, uh, Micah has been going through individual challenges, Mm -hmm. as we all have. And you know, there's that grace that we give people, uh, especially when we know that they're having a hard time. Well, look, we're going to go to the music break. Here. Look, y'all was kicking and now you don't got serious. We're going to come by <laughs> interview this damn show every fucking time. <laughs> it never fails. Chris is like, this is good. <laughs> He's like, it ain't my goddamn show. I would have got the commercial. <laughs> but, okay, we have our music break right now. And thank you, Barry. And let me just say this much right quick before anything. Let's clear this up. So, 
the thing about like our relationship, we've become super, super close in the past like few years. And specify, and it's not, specify and it, who we is. Cause me and Barry, me and Barry, yes. So it had nothing to do with the fact that I didn't think he was a friend. I always thought he was a friend. I, at the time, just didn't know how to balance what I was balancing. Because I didn't know that it was okay for me. I had formed the tight knit group to be have somebody else, not necessarily in the group outside of my group, be at the same level. But I didn't know that. I will add this: yeah. that when you first met Micah, yeah. we were friends, and Micah was a prospect. And then, but my, but then you quickly and I remember being. Let's. I remember being there. I remember no. being in us. All meeting this guy. His name is Mike. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being in. I was like, girl, she not for you, honey. Cause we went somewhere, and every white person that walked around, her eyes were. <laughs> we don't go to music break. You're not go. <laughs> and so, you so, know. so then, but then they became really great friends. Yeah. And so this is what. And so they became. And like that relationship is their relationship. I'm not jealous of that relationship or any other of his relationships, right? But my problem mm-hmm. was when, I mean, so Sadu lost two people last year. And his friends, like, he, you know, JJ passed oh. away. And then his father. And so, you know, being there and being like, oh, girl, are we going to get a drink? Are we going to blah, blah, blah? That's something. But, like, you want to be able to, you can't be the always the strongest friend. You know what I mean? And when, especially when we start people talking about, like, I've grown and this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, really, you haven't. You need, mm-hmm. to, keep, you need to keep your journal with your therapy notebook. Like, I need to figure, you need to figure those things out and revisit that from time to time. Because, like, there are things that really take time. And when you're with, when you're friends, and again, I'm 41 now. What? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's one of those things where I know, girl, I know I look 37. Okay. But I'm 39. 39. So, listen, I feel, but I also think that, you know, we have to be stronger for each other because there's so much stuff going on. We live in a city where we don't have, our family isn't here. So our friends are our family. Like, we, all of us, none of us who live in New York City have relatives who are, like, right here that we can call immediately. But, Barry, I think, I think we kind of spoke about this last week, too, that, like, you got to kind of meet people where they're at, right? Like, some people... You could try to say that, but they're just not there yet. And I don't know if that's But then how is it okay for them to not be there, but then call other people out on them not being no, there? That. Yeah. No, that. You know I mean? that, that part that, is very that, fair, that is fair, and I'm not going to argue And that's why this came up for me. And this why, that is exactly why yeah. this came up for me. Gotcha. Yeah, because I was just it. like, the, the audacity. Mm. But you, you know, it's always, it's always, and I'm not, I, I, I can't, like, like Marquis said, I can't speak on a lot of the things because I'm not aware of them but at the same time sometimes when you're not there yet as well then it's very easy for you to think of things black and white mm-hmm. just because I feel like especially for me the, the shades of gray came in through my struggling and being like damn mm-hmm. I was wrong and damn I'm going through it and now I see the people that I was criticizing for so and so now I get it mm-hmm. because I went through it so I, I think and that's why I just in my just journey i've just learned to extend more people more great i'm not saying you're not doing that but i'm Drum just saying like Aries, honey, don't come back <laughs> okay she said fire fire upon them <laughs> well look we're gonna continue i'm gonna have to go ahead and go to this music break though but anyway i just want you to get because here's the thing everybody's been expressing themselves on air for the past few weeks so yeah. that's why i'm just like everybody needs to express them but i want you to know that and, and I, also, I want you to know it's not just you like again this gripe is not with you because I've had this issue since November. So and so and, and I also and I felt and I have felt some kind of way about it because it just you know if I mean listen I had I was in a relationship 
And my partner, my grandmother passed away and my partner didn't go home with me to the funeral. And he had met my grandmother and my mom was like, what do you mean he's not coming? And I was just like, what? And I remember t- having this conversation with Sadu about this mm. and being so upset. Yeah. And Sadu would be like, girl, don't worry about it. Listen, you have to pull one of those old Africans. If something happened to him, <laughs> his one of his his parents or his, his you know, his grandma or something like that, because I, I like, you know, his grandma. And he was like, girl... You're just gonna you do like the Africans do, honey. Show up and do everything. Your saving voice is so good. What the fuck? Like, show up and do everything. Just do everything. Cause you need that death. Cook all the food. Do everything, girl. And then look at him and be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how a good African would do it. Your Sado impression is on point. Are you trying to say I'm petty? Oh you- my god. <laughs> And that was my only thing. Like losing someone so near and dear to you, and then like. And not having, I mean, and people show up, like you said, people show up in the ways they know how to show up. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, and, but I know that for me, like, I just, you know, we're a certain age where we have to be able to, like, not be so selfish. And rely on people. Right. And yeah. I think that, yeah. and I like, honestly say this, um, before I go to the music break for real, for real, and I, you just hit something. So a lot of times, certain of my friends, like, even like Duran here, have become my friends because I have these things where I really love... <sighs> I, it's not. I'm not trying to save anybody, but people who are see are struggling with certain emotions that I have that I can help with. I naturally navigate towards. And I become friends with them, be like, and try to raise them up, and be like, you see, when I met Duran, I was just like, like you need black gay friends. I need you to have black gay men friends. I need you to do this. I need you to move around. I need you to meet people. And I think for me and you, and I say this clear, it's because I and thought you were being Barry. I, I was like, when we're meeting Barry, I didn't see anything. And that's the thing. You got to open your eye. I didn't see anything. I don't want to say wrong, but I didn't see anything Barry needed from me. Mm. I just thought he was this strong person because he had a strong personality. Yeah. That's the difference. Right. So mm. to me, it was just like, oh, that's the bitch going to be fine. So it was never like, I, I never, I'm not. But, but she's not. And then when I actually found out he wasn't, we actually had a good conversation. When I actually found out that he wasn't, he can tell you, Full 360 degrees. Yeah. I'm like, girl, I don't even like talking on the phone, but I'll be on this phone, phone talking, to, talking girl, about American Dad, high, high, high as hell, here. talking about cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Wait. All right, we're now going to move into our first music break. Um, we have, you know, Renaissance just dropped on uh, yesterday, and we are, so we are playing Cozy, Alien Superstar, and Virgo's Groove. Hope you enjoy. Here's Beyonce's Renaissance. This a reminder.
energy. I've been thick, been fine, still a 10, still here, that's all me. Black, black love to I'm so obscure. Masterpiece genius. Drip and trippiness. Patty cake on there is Tiffany blue billboards over the ceiling. We don't like plain. Always dreamed of paper planes. I'll have when I rodeo. Then I come down and take off again. You see pleasure in my glare. Look over my shoulder and you ain't scared. The effects you have on me when you stare. Head on a pillow, hike it in the air. I'm too classy for 
lips, my hands, my hips I got diamonds beneath my thighs Where his ego will find bliss Can't find an ocean deep That can compete with a cinnamon kiss Fire beneath your feet Music when you speak, you're so unique Reflecting off the mirror on the bar Category, sexy I'm the bar, alien superstar We dress a certain way, we walk a certain way We talk a certain way, we, we, we paint a certain way we, we make love a certain way You know, all of these things we do in a different, unique, specific way That is personally
Listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com/queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Oh, and spaghetti. That's yeah. how it works. On the other spaghetti. side of the city, of course, you know. Course. <laughs> you know how they call it these days. You know, you oh. know girls be listening. Okay. Hi. You, know, you got to clarify things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm joined because we have such a packed house today. Uh, I'm not sure if, if everybody was introduced. You know, we're going to be switching in and out people. Um, but right now we have Marquis on the mic, on mic two. She is. She does not let up on mic two when she's on this show. How does bitch get to mic two? You know, does she not know that well, when she's on this show? <laughs> <laughs> When she's on the show weekly, you let she her take your holds spot, it down. Micah? You were supposed to move into Mike too. Well, have, we should talk about that later. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, like I've been on Mike too for a good Listen, minute okay. and a half now. I mean, so. I like being in the middle, so it's okay. Right, right? Mm-hmm. and I guess some people like stirring it up mm-hmm. for no reason. Listen, listen, we've had, we have, we had, you know. Uh, um, Drama and conflict on this show for the like the last like month or so. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what, just keep it going. Like you know, uh, yeah. keep it going. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of which, we have Olivia in the studio whose <laughs> birthday um, was um, last, last week. Friday. Nope. That's Happy my birthday. Six. Yes. That was I my birthday. Oh my birthday. birthday. Oh my I told you. Yes, Taurus. Oh my god. Oh, I told happy you. birthday. Happy belated. And we'll get back to that in a second. And we also have Micah now on the mic. She heard there was going to be food here, so she offered to bring the mixers. Yep, I sure did. That's the only reason I'm here. Listen, I'm kidding. She contributed. Yeah, I'm a contributor. She's like, you ain't going to call me out for just, you know, um, coming here to get food. I'd have done it. I mean. I have done it. I mean, also, the mixers are delicious. There's like a spicy pineapple. I must have the spicy because I was like, oh, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And I like spicy. I'm trying to figure out which one did I get. I don't know. I mean. Is there guava over there? No, there's no guava. It's different flavor. But there's all, it's still all Corona professors. Okay, it's like they're, yeah. they're new like, summer like specials. The, we it, take the endorsement. Coconut one? Mm. The coconut one oh, the coconut one's so good. Yeah. Well, you know, the tequila is what's making it. So, you know. <laughs> You're welcome. Making it work for me. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. It's El Humidor. And that's why you get seat too, because you always bring the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Big ass bottle of tequila. So, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Okay, so we're actually going to... We can actually talk about your birthday in the second hour, because that's like a second hour oh, that's topic. okay. Yeah, so uh, oh. we'll talk about that epic night. Um, <laughs> we don't got to talk about that. You second up. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we? Okay. Well, we, well, it might actually, you know, come Anyways, up in a, in a uh, future topic, so you never know. <sighs> we're actually going to oh, talk God. about, you know... Uh, so Biden on Wednesday predicted mm. that if the Supreme Court overturns Roe um, versus Wade... Um, same-sex marriage, you know, will be next. Like, it's one of those things that, you know, one of those um, things that people have predicted that, you know, the Supreme Court would come for, come for same-sex marriage, interracial marriage. Um, and what are your thoughts on that? Do you really see that being a thing that happens? We'll start with you, uh, Mr. Marquis. Or, oh, no, I actually, was yielding we'll, to Olivia. We'll start, we'll start with I Olivia. yielding to All Olivia. Because, right. you know, sure. like, there's um, two so, things in here that, you know, affect you, you know. Yeah, I mean. Infect so, so many of us. So, like, by now, we should know that this country was not for us. 
Yes. Um, it was not built for us. Actually, women aren't even mentioned in the Constitution, which I think means that mm-hmm. we should have no rules and get to do whatever the fuck we want. Yes. That's yes. That is very good point. Vagina, vagina, vagina. But not all women have vaginas. Um, I think that like like looking at the bigger picture, well, I think with how things are going right now and how okay, we're being we're being this affects so much more and I think this is really mm-hmm. going to be a catalyst for like the next uh, you know 20 years and that's really when like bigger things are going to come into play like right now we are um what do you call it? inflation is a bitch uh we are yeah. being like priced mm-hmm. out of our houses um in the south and all over suburban america they're making one one like single person houses that you can't buy but that you can rent mm. proving that like they're trying to like make it so that nobody can ever own anything mm. um if mm. like abortion becomes illegal but also like homelessness is illegal. It's like we're pretty much the birth to prison pipeline is getting shorter. And I feel like they're trying to ensure that there is going to be a labor force in 20 to 30 years. Um, because right now, like, especially after pandemic, it's like, I feel like a lot of people's eyes have opened up and they're like, Oh wait, like sometimes voting doesn't really matter. If you've committed a felony in a lot of States, you can't vote. And it's like houselessness is going to be, that's like punishable. Um, not having a home, um, trying to like trying to like help someone who like can't give birth or who is possibly dying giving birth, um, trying to help people that are just trying to be in love and happy. It's like everything is becoming punishable and criminal, and I think that that is just like working in a very very specific person's favor in the future. Um, it 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 sounds like there's like a return to a puritanical yeah, type of yeah. A viewpoint. I mean, when you decide, and I, it all sums down to like, at least with Roe v. Wade, when Kamala Harris was a senator and she was interviewing, you know, that whole congressional hearing with Brett Kavanaugh, and she said, "Can you tell me when the government has a rights over a man's body?" Exactly. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so basic. <laughs> like when you boil it down to, okay, well, if we're going to decide if the government is going to decide that women cannot own their health care, then, okay, do we do the same thing for, is the same thing apply for men? And it's not, it, you don't. we don't even have to get into the rest of it. Like you can just like step one, start there. And the fact that, I mean, the, and the, the challenge is that the Republican party and the conservatives in the country have been so unified in their work like they've had a very strategic practice yes. towards mm-hmm. okay, we're going to pack the court. That strategy goes back, to God knows, probably to GW. What's his name? GHW George Bush the first. Mm-hmm. This has been a plan, and so unfortunately, while the Democrats and the liberals and I'm putting them together, no, just for the together. sake of simplicity, yeah. but we have a more diverse, uh, what do you call it, group or organization so it's harder to like get unity on points because you'll have in the democratic party and the liberals like oh we should do this on certain issues and we should do that and there's a lot of divergence so it makes it harder to get the group like to get the unification to advance causes republicans and conservatives they're like you know what we don't want to we want to get rid of abortion we want to get rid of gay rights we do let's all lock together and do it and that's the thing there there's a unified approach there's a strategic approach and they attack and that's why we are where we are today. And if we if things do not change from a and I look to future councilmen slash future 
senator slash future everything Micah <laughs> Peterson. I mean, you know, <laughs> but, you know, like uh, we need like the Democratic Party, the liberal groups have to at a certain point identify priorities that we will say, all right, we do want to do everything, but we have to do it in a stage by stage approach, because otherwise we're going to keep going this way and they will. The Republicans will. Uh, what is it called again with the with the congressional districts? Oh, gerrymander. Gerrymander mm-hmm. the hell out of everything mm-hmm. and continue to pack the court. Yep. Yeah. I don't think it's... Um, uh, I know I'm also younger and I have like lots of dreams of grandeur, but um, I don't even think it's an argument of um, Republican versus Democrat at this point because I think people are going to say whatever they want to say to get the vote and to keep their power, to keep their finances going, <clears throat> to keep economy going because right. it's like... That's like we are built on money. That's like all this has ever been. We were killing tribes and taking land and all of these things just for the sake of making a profit and not actually for anything beneficial or um, spiritual, spiritually fulfilling. Um, so I don't even think it's like a Democrat versus Republican. I think the Republicans are like worse off. But I think the Democrats are at the end of the day, they're just kind of like, oh, this happened. Well, that sucks. But you know, it doesn't affect me. I'm still in a position of power. Like, mm-hmm. if my daughter gets knocked up and she wants to get an abortion, I'm still going to have access and, like, money to do that and get off scot-free, even though it's illegal for everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I'm saying the approach. Yeah. Like, the rep- like in order to ch- to impact mm-hmm. society, you have to change the laws. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans have said, oh, we're going to do it this way. And yeah. Democrats have been like, oh, we're, we're figuring the house yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things that um, with this conversation with Roe v. Wade versus, and like all this other stuff happening, the big question and all the things that are happening like in Florida with the Don't Say Gay Bill and all the, like, you know, oh, yeah. the, the, the grooming, I think the big question is like, who like the question that like this being reframed is like, who gets to have a family? Who gets to start a family, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. something that's so something that um, is not discussed with the whole Roe v. Wade thing that if it gets re- uh, repealed, um, or what, yeah, it gets repealed. One of the I- impacts it will have is on surrogacy and IVF, mm. um, because mm. because a lot of that is based on precedents with Roe v. Wade. So if you take that out, it changes like the, the idea of like what it, who is a per, like wh- who is a person and what is personhood. Mm. So you're automatically messing up not only like LGBTQ families who want to start families, but also straight couples who maybe can't give birth. Right? Like, what does that mean for women who want to have children but like biologically can't for any number of reasons? Right? Right. Um, so. I really think this is not. This is a culture war over who gets to have a family, who does it, and who gets to control yeah. who that family has. Yeah. I think yeah. it's um, it's like a second wave of like the American dream. Like, like this is what a family should look like, and it's like mm-hmm. history repeats itself. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, in a couple of decades, we're gonna be like at that time point again, where it's like, oh, it's the fifties. Like, we've already been experiencing like kind of like a recession. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's also a matter of keeping people in poverty, right? Yeah, yeah. Like people. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Also, one more point too. Like, um, it was brought up to me that um, that sixty percent of abortions are done by white women. Well, are white women do them? Um, so there's also no question. It's like, is it be- like knowing that there's you know, mm-hmm. you know, the number of like you know, like in twenty forty whatever that like mm-hmm. the country be predominantly non-white. Like, is this also a push to be like, oh no, we need to keep, we need to keep white children mm-hmm. because heaven forbid. Um, also, another related point. Um, I know we're like about to start the second hour, but um, mm-hmm. we were looking at some data over like the people who've left New York City. And, you know, there's like all these talk like, who left New York? Who left New York? And it's like, actually, the poor black and brown people have left New York. They got, they got priced out. Oh, That's the course. reason why. And they couldn't yeah. get hot yeah. jobs. So, yeah. but they're being replaced by, guess what? Childless white couples. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? So, like, there's a very real, like, 
thing going on out there where like white people are having children and like I think there's a certain there's a certain group of people out there who are like we need more white people white people out there yeah. white need more white babies and like that's what we're seeing here. It's not even just in New York. Like I'm I'm from the South and recently one of my high school friends came to visit and she still lives in like my tiny North Carolina town. Well, she lives like outside of it. But anyways, she was talking about how in like the um the Triangle Town area like Raleigh Durham it's right now it's like predominantly rich white people that came from Silicon Valley. Mm. And so they're in like these big ass McMansions and then it's even trickled down to my tiny hometown of like 40,000 people to where if you want like a newly renovated one bedroom in this 40,000 person town, it's $1,200 a month. Wow. Yeah. And you know, money though is not color preferable. Yeah. And that's the thing is that a lot of this is driven by the system that we exist in. It's not even... <laughs> Wow. You, you, yeah. All right. This so, this is a great us. conversation. We can continue with it in the second hour, but we are going into our second hour here. It's been deemed the messy hour, I guess, but it's not going to be that messy today. Mm. We're not doing any of that today. Oh, this okay. is the Chris State of Mind live here on Radio <laughs> Free Brooklyn, and we'll be right back after this promo. Yes. That takes us to our second hour. Hope you're enjoying this show so far. Stay tuned. We have a lot more coming your way.